The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. You might be interested in, uh, at some point at least, memorizing these five remembrances, five subjects for frequent recollection. And just uh, find a time every day or at least a couple times a week just to touch in. And again, it's not about like uh, often we use these rituals as a kind of should, oh, I should do this. But it's really more about inspiring uh, a more sober, sober intimacy and curiosity about life. And especially what are we in the habit of not seeing? Not because it's not true or not even obvious. It's just we're in the habit of being in denial. So we we need a little ritual to uproot that habit of unconsciousness around illness, maybe a little bit more conscious these days, but around aging and illness, death and loss, and just this sense of um, it matters what we do. In a, in a way, I mean, just to put it in graphic terms, we are, you are, bound, we're bound to how we behave. Because when I behave, when I think a, a certain way or speak a certain way or act a certain way, then who I am in the next moment, I'm the person who did that or thought that or said that. So this is the best or useful way of understanding the Buddhist teachings on karma is not so much that, oh, this is happening because when I was Cleopatra, you know, I said something, and so now this is coming back to me in this way. There's a lot of fanciful thinking around karma, but it's really more uh, pragmatic. Oh, right now, who I am right now, I'm the one who got up this morning and said this to my partner, and so right now, this mind, this heart, is reverberating from who I was when I said that, you know, that kind person or that not-so-kind person who did that, who thought that, who acted that way. And then what the whole point, what it's meant to inspire is not guilt or hate, self-hatred, but more, oh, I want to pay attention to how I'm relating right now because that's who I'm going to be in the next moment. I'm going to be the person who did this or thought this or said this. So we're really taking care of, in a sense, in a funny sense, our future self by noticing what I'm, what seeds I'm planting right now according to how I'm speaking and thinking and, and talking. <clears throat> and these five remembrances or recollections can really help just sobering us up so let's do this together on page 26, and then we'll sit for about 30 minutes. <coughs> Five subjects for frequent recollection. I am of the nature to age. I have not gone beyond aging. I am of the nature to sicken. I have not gone beyond sickness. 
I am of the nature to die. I have not gone beyond dying. All that is mine, beloved and pleasing, will become otherwise, will become separated from me. I am the owner of my karma, heir to my karma, born of my karma, related to my karma, abide supported. <coughs> Whatever karma I shall do for for ill of that I will be the heir. Thus we should frequently recollect. And we'll take our time, find a comfortable way to sit where you feel both, <coughs> excuse me, stable relatively comfortable and with an upright quality that supports alertness, brightness in the mind, in the heart. So just do the best you can. And you may want to take a couple of longer, deeper breaths in and out where you fill and then empty the lungs in a relaxed way. But take your time. This is a useful, simple ritual at the beginning of a sitting period just to take your time filling and emptying the lungs a few times. A way of coming back into the experience of the sitting body. Finishing with the next longer, easy exhalation. And eventually just letting the breathing process happen on its own. You can trust the body to do the breathing. And in a sense, we rest in this experience of simply listening to our life, almost as if our life, the life of the body, the life of the thinking mind, emoting heart, almost as if it's simply singing to us, singing in terms of the flow of sensation in the body, singing the thoughts that come and go in the mind, the emotions that flow through the heart. We're allowing our life to move and be felt, be seen, experienced. Not afraid to be touched 
by what's moving right now. Not afraid to feel, to be vulnerable or even exposed to our life, to what's moving. So take your time, but find this place of landing or grounding, opening, this place of exposure where we can deeply listen or receive what's moving. We practice being unafraid and not controlling. So in a way it's an act of love, this being present and receiving or including even appreciating the movements of our life, even if it's not always pleasant, what's moving now. But more than anything, Demonstrating that we're not afraid to be right in the middle, open-hearted, actually curious about what's coming and going, what's moving now. We don't need to grasp anything. We don't need to interpret anything. We can simply let things move, come and go. And learn how to sustain this receptive, this allowing, this kind presence. In a way, this is real courage to be willing to be awake or sensitive, not hiding behind our mental interpretations of who I am or what's happening. So mindful awareness has a quality of rawness or wildness as we relax into the sensitivity that's already here. Feeling what we feel, let it move, let it come and go.
every time you catch the mind, the thinking mind, reverting back to thoughts and identification with the thinking. Just feel what's underneath, feel that tightness. It's really just the fear of simply being open and present with what's coming and going. So remember, it's not about stopping thinking. It's about not having a problem, not being identified with the thoughts. Just let them happen in the background. Let them come and go. And be more interested in what is the underlying feeling that's coming and going, what's being felt. We'll continue now in silence.
There's a very simple and effective way for the mind to unhook from mental activity. And that's the, the simple curiosity, what's the mind doing? So wisdom notices mental activity as just some activity that's being known. So in a sense, stepping out of the bubble of the meaning that our thoughts create and recognizing, oh yeah, that's just thinking being known. And here's the underlying feeling associated with those thoughts. Feels like this in the body. And in that moment of recognizing thoughts, thoughts are being known, one can notice the tension that is always there when the mind is attached or identified with its thoughts. It always hurts, even if the thoughts are relatively wholesome or juicy or whatever. The identification is always stressful, but it's subtle. It's really useful to notice this tension or this stress of the mind identified with thought. Another way of saying this is we're developing a taste for the release of attachment to thought. There's a peacefulness in this non-attachment or non-identification with thinking. And again, it doesn't mean there aren't thoughts coming and going. We're cultivating the mind that isn't dependent or attached to these thoughts that are coming and going.
We're cultivating this beautiful and fearless, wise presence that isn't afraid to feel what comes and goes, the thoughts, the emotions, the sensations, the sounds. This wise heart that isn't afraid to be right in the middle of this movement of life that's right here now. Whether it appears as boring or appears as fiery, intense, or whatever. And this be okay that it feels that it's like this now. In other words, is it safe to relax and allow and feel? Is it okay just to be here in the middle? intimate, and also at ease with what's moving. So for just a few more minutes, experiment. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.